Alright, what's up everybody? My name is Jalen Gasper and we have a very, very special episode for you today on E2. We, uh, today we're going to be focusing uh, a little bit more on politics, but I'm going to shift it to Andre to introduce our new, uh, our special co-host for today. Please, Andre, uh, introduce the special, doing? special lady. Uh, how you guys doing? It's Andre. I'd just like to uh, introduce Tina Bradley and uh, let her give us a, a rundown of uh, why she's on today. Uh, uh, well, these fine young gentlemen, Jalen and Andre, thank you for having me today. Uh, as you know, I'm in a runoff election for the 172nd District Court. It's a civil district court, um, not a criminal court, and uh, it's countywide. So the entire county can vote in this upcoming runoff election that will take place. Um, early voting is May 14th through 18th. 18th. And election day is May twenty second. So thanks for having me. And I'd like to say, uh, guys, I hope that you and all of us can get to early voting because uh, that's extremely important. I don't want us to put it off or you know wait to the last minute because you know once it's past May twenty second, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And you never know; you might wake up that day and be ill or. Yeah. So, early vote. God. Yes, early vote. Early vote. And vote. Just make sure you vote. You know, you can't complain about your community unless you vote. You can't complain about the ills that you have. You can't complain about all the things that you go through unless you vote. Um, no, but Ms. Bradley, uh, we just want the podcast to get more familiar with you and uh, what you do, um, what's your uh, platform. Even though you're a civil court judge, you don't really have a platform. Right. But just what's your career and you know what's your qualifications to be a 172nd district court judge? Sure. Yeah. I um. You know, I started in the legal field when I was 17 years old, and I've been in the legal field almost continuously since then. So about 33 years, I've been in the legal field. I just gave away my age. So, um, <laughs> but um, I started out as a runner at a law firm while I was in high school wow. and um, worked my way through college doing um, as a runner and started doing some legal secretary work. And when I graduated um, in 1990 from McNeese State University, I actually have an economics degree and also have a paralegal degree. I um, moved to Jefferson County in uh, January of 1991. And um, shortly thereafter, I started working as a paralegal. And so I, um, we were working really long hours back then, and I kind of considered law school all along. Um, and so I decided it was time to make that leap. And so I was working in Beaumont during the day at the law office of Herschel Hobson. And I started going to law school at night in Houston, South Texas College of Law has a night program. So I actually yeah. lived in Port Arthur. I would drive to Beaumont in the morning for work, work all day, drive to Houston at night for law school, come back to Port Arthur. <laughs> and I did that for three and a half years, and I graduated in December of uh, 1997, and I've been practicing law ever since. I um, And I'm still with Herschel Hobson, except I bought the practice nine years ago, and it's now Hobson and Bradley. So I've been working, um, practicing law with Herschel Hobson for 20 years. We do... Um, toxic chemical exposure cases. It's uh, we handle mostly predominantly uh, complex multi-party cases against refineries and insurance companies. You know we represent people that have been injured from some toxic chemical exposure from um, working out the plants. People that develop these latent occupational diseases like mesothelioma, lymphoma, leukemia. So um, that's been the primary focus of my practice. Um, I've handled a wide variety of legal matters. I've handled temporary restraining orders. I've handled non-competes. I've handled um, contract disputes. I've handled 
um, some um, some divorces, um, probably my favorite are adoptions. And uh, but anytime I've handled anything outside of my toxic tort arena, it's all been pro bono. That's just mm -hmm. how I give back to the community is by providing um, legal services to those that can't otherwise afford them. So I always try to have at least one pro bono case going on. Uh, that's beautiful. So, that that is great. And uh, I just wanted to ask. This wasn't the first question mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, but uh, from listening to you speaking, you talking about uh, going from Port Arthur to Beaumont to work, and then at night going to Houston. Uh, you seem and sound very driven and ambitious. And I just like to ask you, what is your process for accomplishing, you know, any goal that you set, whether it be personal or business? Um, I go back to the old um, Nike motto, just do it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know, just um, don't procrastinate, just do it. Um, I tell my kids all the time, the only people that never fail are those that never try. You know, you can't be afraid of failure. Yeah. It's going to make you grow. That's a great problem. So just um, just do it, you know. Set your eyes on a goal and um, and don't look back. That's what I do. <laughs> great advice. Um, but do you ever feel yourself getting, like, discouraged a lot? You know, because, I mean, you're a woman in this field. And I know it can be very, comp like, very hard with having, like, you know, the men uh, in this field being kind of either abrasive or... Uh, Kind of Shiesty like, towards you in a way. Establishing a boys club. Or exactly. Do, yeah. do you ever feel that way? You know, that I, you're being attacked? I come across that very infrequently, um, okay. believe it or not. Um, you know, the majority of the people that I practice against, um, we all have respect for one another. Um, the type of cases that I do, you generally see a lot of the same people. And, um, you know, we, we, um, we agree to disagree in the in a respectful manner so but you do <laughs> run across some there's no doubt you oh, run across oh, a few <laughs> but um i don't let them bother them you know never let them see you sweat yeah, that, you know? that's good to uh always uh stand strong and not mm -hmm. letting anybody intimidate yeah. you do you uh don't get like angry get even yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like that uh, -huh. uh do you feel that you're a role model you know um i hope i am you know i have a 16 year old <laughs> daughter and um, she's uh, really driven and a leader. And you know, she's a junior this year. And she was filling out this questionnaire for um, some project she was working on. And the teacher sent me her questionnaire. Because one of the questions was, who's your role model? And she said her mom. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, mm -hmm. if that's so anybody adorable. could say that. Yeah. It's yeah. a little Yeah, a little mm -hmm. kid. I mean, that's so adorable. That means but if I can do this, anybody can do it, you know? I said, this is January 1. I decided this is the year to face my fears, and I'm meeting them head on. Well, uh, fast forward in a couple months, how do you feel about, you know, the entire process so far? Uh, do you feel like you've uh, accomplished more than you thought you would? I, um, I am proud of the progress we've made. I'm excited about the momentum. Um, I'm just meeting more new people every single day who are getting on board, wanting to help me get elected. Um. I come May 22nd, when I wake up on May 23rd, there will be, I'll have no regrets. I know I've done everything in my power. I can't think of anything else that I could be doing to help me get elected. we got to get people out to vote. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, we have some of the most anorexic women in Texas we ever seen. I like that. <laughs> yeah. that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before we even talk about voting and why it's important, it, it's also important for us, uh, uh, our elected officials, to go out to the community and stress how important voting is. And one of my questions before you, before we even get to start talking about the integral part of voting, um, are you involved in your community when it comes to these um, elections and um, even outside these elections? Um, community involvement. I mean, that's one of the things I've been, you know, you're preaching to the choirs, going around <laughs> and telling people. Um, how important their vote is and, and stressing to them. And people are shocked when they hear the percentages of people that actually vote. Um, we were talking earlier that we have almost 147,000 registered voters in Jefferson County and less than 10% voted in the March primary. So that's pretty astounding. Um, you know, I think it's important for anybody seeking office to have been involved in their community. And um, on a personal level, um, I've been very involved in my community. Um, I sat on the board of the Port Arthur YMCA for a number of years, and I'm glad to see that they are still thriving. When I went mm -hmm. in the other day to visit, um, and they've replaced the equipment that we put in there um, multiple times. So that means people are using the facility, and that's exciting. Oh, it's, keeping, it's keeping it up. It's yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, and I was um, on the board and served uh, as past president of the Spindletop Swim program. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That was a fun youth program. Um, I am currently president-elect of the Jefferson County Bar Association. The Jefferson County Bar Association is the um, organization that lawyers in our community um, are uh, members of, and we provide member services to each other, but we also have several outreach uh, programs for the community that people aren't aware of. We, um, we have a, an active um, pro bono program where we provide legal services to the indigent. The Jefferson County Bar Association has a, a veterans program where they help veterans. We provide civics education to schools. Um, we come out with, we have these great books that talk about um, uh, when you turn 18, your responsibilities when you turn 18. And one of the things that's talked about in there is voting. Um, and I've also served as uh, the past secretary, treasurer, and vice president of the Jefferson County Bar. Um, I support so many organizations just with, uh, you know, donations and gifts and things like that that are raising money for great causes in our community. Uh, my husband and I are active in the Port Arthur Blue Santa program where we um, raise money to uh, get Christmas gifts for the kids of Port Arthur. And we do that in conjunction with the Port Arthur Police Department. And that's a lot of fun. That's beautiful. I mean, I feel like for me, well, that's one thing I want out of any candidate is philanthropy, mm -hmm. true philanthropy out of the spirit of benevolence mm -hmm. and not just I'm trying to win a vote. So, you know, I want to persuade you. So let me give you money yeah. at this time. Now, we've been doing this for years and years and years. So it's it's fine. We've been blessed by our hard work and we need to give back to the community. Yes, I, I wish everybody thought like that, man. <laughs> that is the uh, proper mindset that I wish uh, a lot of us had, you know, because uh, you were raised by your community. And, uh, you know, if you're you, by that, you are a product of your community. And I hope that you would want to 
put something back into it, you know, for the next people who are coming after you mm -hmm. and the people who are coming after them. You know, that's how you create uh, and establish a well-maintained community. A growth, really. You know, one thing we can really say that our reasons why our community isn't growing because we don't have a cycle like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, we it's done to, due to lack of opportunities. We just have a lot of people who get, you know, su achieve success and stay wherever they are instead of coming back to their community mm -hmm. and then raising kids and having a family and, you know, starting that cycle all over again so we can actually have growth in our community. And uh, PA is in a bit of a, a, a bind right now because we uh, first off lost citizens from Harvey. Yes. And that, like that. you said, Port Arthur really is the type of place where a lot of us, I know me and you have friends who, uh, we graduate and then we, we go to our college towns and then we never, we come, never back. come back. Yeah. Never come back. Yeah. And uh, that's something that's uh, kind of killing mm -hmm. Port Arthur right now. We're missing a lot of workforce and creative people mm -hmm. who could come back and contribute and make PA better, but they're off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, My husband's born and raised Port Arthur and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we're, we're never going anywhere. We're going to stay in, I think we'll be in Jefferson County and until we die. <laughs> and Jalen, that's the same thing for yeah. both of us. We want to stay and mm -hmm. uh, continue to work you know, mm -hmm. through the podcast and everything else. But um, And we've raised our kids to, with that giving attitude and that giving spirit. Um, my, my daughter was on a leadership team this past year, and they picked a philanthropy to, to raise money for, and they selected kids coming out of foster care, and they just get thrown into society with nothing. And so... They did a fundraiser um, where they raised money and they just had a party where they bought them um, essentials, you know, sheets and towels and silverware and things that they need to get apartments going. And they raised, um, her and a group of high school kids raised over $4,000. Oh, Isn't that great? That is great. I know. That, I'm so proud of them. Great, I'm know. so proud of them. Uh, <laughs> that's better than a lot of people can ever say. Yeah. Like. They've managed to do some of the greatest giving that, you know, I know 40-year-olds have never done. Bake sale with a, they had a chili cook-off and a washer tournament. Hmm. Yeah, wonderful. And so that, proud of them. That really just shows how easy it is to give back. Like, you know, a lot of people just run into the issue to where, where how do I give back to my community? Mm -hmm. How can I sow seeds and plant seeds? Like that. That's it. It's, it's so easy. All you have to do is open your eyes. Exactly. Your eyes. You got to see the need and just mm -hmm. try and to strike. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to just have to be money. You know, your time is just as important. Absolutely. And, uh, what you do for people. Mm -hmm. um, and you but um, one of the uh, questions that I really wanted um, to ask you, since we're on this topic already, um, why we're, we're talking about voting and everything, but a lot of people just feel like local elections aren't that important. They want to, you know, veer towards like the presidential elections, uh, state senate, governor elections. But why are lo uh, why do you feel a, a local elections are so important? Are even more important than <laughs> I think it's where you can immediately have a greatest impact and see the impact of your vote. Um, because it's locally and, um, you know, nobody cares about a judicial race until they have to walk in a courtroom. Uh, see, I was just about to say And then they're thing. like, who's that judge? How does she treat people? How does she treat people? And, um, but that's where we can, I mean, this is, this is your community. You know, your it city is. councilman, they, they affect your community, your school board. Those people, those, those affect your schools and people need to pay attention to these local issues and, um, and not just vote along party lines. Look at the candidates. Check out their backgrounds and see who's going to be uh, the best for your community. And, and 
the most qualified. Exactly. For, you know who you want to vote for. Do you, and you just uh, brought up uh, um, about uh, straight ticket voting. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's toxic in our um, voting? I think it is. I don't. Even if somebody's voting straight Democrat. Um, I think you need to. You know, there's. It's, it should be about the best candidate, mm-hmm. regardless. Exactly. It should be about the best candidate. And, um, you know, with judicial races at this level, um, a district judge doesn't make law or legislation. We interpret and apply the law. And, um, you know, so sometimes the best candidate doesn't win because you have to pick a party and you have people that just go straight party ticket for the primary or even in the general and just say, I'm voting for all Republican or I'm voting all Democrat. And the best candidate doesn't win. So, yes, it can, I think it can be very toxic. Uh, and we we really talk about that a lot. How you know one one thing that we want to focus on when we're talking about inhaling our voter base, we also want to inhale the knowledge of our voters too. We don't want to leave them ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know, to just say, oh well, I'm voting for this person because they're Democrat, uh, but because they're Republican. And it's funny that we do that because we don't even know what those terms mean. <laughs> like like a lot of people be like, oh, I'm I'm voting straight Republican. Mm-hmm. What is a Republican? What is a Democrat? Well, that's how my mom and dad voted. So that's exactly. Exactly. You know? exactly. The, the most important thing, and uh, we've been just establishing and pushing that through the podcast, is just free thinking. You know, exactly. Free critical thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you may not agree with us all the time. You may agree, sometimes disagree, but I just hope that you stay informed and, and, st- you, and stimulate a thought process, which yes. is what you guys do. Exactly. And um, and my kids would come home from school when they were little with a question. And I could have easily just given them my point of view. I'm like, let's go Google a Republican view on this and a Democratic view on this. And you read about these things and form your own opinions. You don't have to believe what I believe. Just, you know, educate yourself and know why you believe what you believe other than somebody told me to believe that way. Exactly. And and even with ourselves, when it comes to we need to open up our own minds, we need to expose ourselves to different things. Because being in a small community, you're not exposed to a lot. So, and I feel like a lot of our views and platforms can be shifted if we were just exposed to a little bit more, or if we exposed ourselves to a little bit more, more cultures, more ideologies, mm-hmm. more uh, principles and views that other people share. I, I feel that we it'll be an easier world to live in, but I just feel like since we're so secluded, and that's just something the political map doesn't show gerrymandering, but we're not going to talk about that oh. today. <laughs> we, could, we could really go off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But um, when we're talking about this party issue and how, like, we don't really want to vote on party lines, but want to vote for the best candidate, one of the uh, questions that does, you know, kind of um, plague me is, like, why did you decide to run on a Democratic campaign? I am a proud supporter of workers and organized labor. And um, that's what I've spent my entire professional career doing is representing People that have been harmed by toxic chemical exposures in the workplace, which is predominantly union labor, pipe fitters, um, laborers, insulators, boiler makers, electricians. Um, and when you go back and you look at their roots and where they came from and um, the system that's in place, I mean, those were democratic principles. And exactly. that's just, that's where my heart is. My heart is with the people and helping people. So we're for the working man, not corporations, Correct. insurance company. You know, we're for the working man. It's uh, uh, another question I've had just from listening to you speak. You said you deal a lot in uh, toxic chemical exposure. 
uh, are you satisfied uh, with the, you know, the career choice that you took in that type of uh, law that you did? Because that's something that's extremely uh, prominent out here where we have refineries all in Oil Texas and uh, Louisiana, too. Do you feel like that was something important to you? And I love what I do. I really do. I have the best clients. Um, un unbelievable, hardworking people that have just you know, broke their backs at these refinery and chemical plants all their life. Um, I love the, I love the legal issues. I mean, it, it brings forth all a wide variety of legal issues in these cases. I love the medical and scientific aspect of these cases because you have to look at the medical and scientific literature to see, um, what exposures cause what diseases, um, how much of that exposure does it take? So, um, it, I guess that um, inspires the scientific side of me as well as the legal side. So it's okay. been very, it's been very professionally satisfying. <laughs> and uh, educate, I guess, because you know you're you're doing the law side, but then when uh, people are being exposed to these chemicals and stuff, you probably learn a whole lot more scientifically about how these things affect the human body, whether they're ingested through water, you know, or it's breathed in. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that that's been uh, incredibly enlightening. Just, yeah, you know. I love I love the science of it, you know, um, how how these chemicals enter your body and cause the damage. Um, it's quite and fascinating. That's something extremely important to me too. Because my dad, uh, for as long as I've been alive, has worked at Dupont, and that's something that I've disliked and I've had a bit of a worry <laughs> about. And it's nice to meet somebody mm -hmm. who worked on the other side, you know, where I would have hated to, you know, gotten that call and hear that my dad was exposed to mm -hmm. something or something happened. So uh, you are absolutely somebody that I would love to see as a judge out oh, here well, with the background. I appreciate it. Yes. I, I would love to serve as your judge in Jefferson County. Um, what do you feel would be your uh, line or your slogan to get people to vote for you? Uh, with the background that you have, the experience that you have, what do you feel you uh, convey? Your pitch. Yeah, your pitch. Uh, just like a, a one line or a one slogan. Um, Gosh, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how we go, man. I'm in it to win it. Elect the best. Elect the best. Elect the best. The most qualified. Elect the best at the every chance. Best. Forget the rest. Elect the best. Forget the rest. I'm writing that down. I'm stealing that. <laughs> elect the I'm best. I'm stealing that from you, Andre. Forget the rest. As an elect the best qualified candidate. Don't focus on party. Doesn't focus on you know name recognition. Yeah. Who's the last person you seen on the sign? You know, went to school with. <laughs> Can I put that on my Facebook page? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you kudos for the. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'll give you. I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> so, there is, before we wrap up, is there anything you want the people to know about you and in in in, in entirety, like you know, your platform or whatever you believe? You know, is there anything you want people to know? You know, I think. Um, I think there's a greatness in serving. And um, getting to a position like that shouldn't be the end. It should just be the beginning. And you need to continue to give back to your community. Um, it'd be quite a blessing and an honor to serve as the next judge of the 172nd District Court. And um, I, would love, I would love for everybody to get out to vote on May 14th through May 18th. And Election Day is May 22nd. And... Um, and make me happy. <laughs> Remember, vote for the best. Forget the rest.
We have um, had an awesome <laughs> podcast today <laughs> with the with our wonderful host Tina Bradley. Remember, she's running for 172nd uh, District Court Judge, and early voting is May 14th through the 18th. Go and, out on the 14th. And please, please go out as soon as you can vote, because I know yes. y'all some procrastinators, so y'all gonna wait till the last minute, and then you're gonna talk about your stomach hurt. Like, <laughs> no, you overslept. And it's, it's um, let me reiterate this, May 14th through 18th, there's five early polling locations. Mm-hmm. All oh. of the usual polling locations are not open. So, for May 14th through 18th, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., we have the Port Arthur Subcourthouse. The Hughes Library in Needleland, Texas, the Beaumont Courthouse, Rogers Park in Beaumont, and the Johns Library in Beaumont. And that's it. Now, on Election Day on the 22nd, most of the usuals will be open. There'll be 30-something polling locations. But early voting, a lot of people in Port Arthur think the Y is going to be open, and it's not. And I didn't even know that. No, it's not right now, and I don't think it's going to be. So... That is something very important for everybody to know where they can vote. Uh, not the library, right? Mm-hmm. No, well, not that library. Not mm-hmm. the one on Ninth Avenue, okay. because yeah, but the one in Needleland. Needleland, the Hughes Needle Library on Needleland Avenue. And the but if you're in Port Arthur, the only place to vote is the sub courthouse, right? Sub courthouse in, in Port Arthur. Yeah, right, right by the uh, police station. Yes, sir. Okay, so remember, you guys, get out and vote May 14th through the 18th, early elections and. The main election is May, May 22nd. 22nd. So, thank you guys for spending time with us. Um, Tina Bradley, if you have anything. Andre, if you I'd have just anything. like to say um, thank you for coming on. We're glad to have this you. Is, this has been a lot of fun. Elect the best, forget the rest. Yes, yes. yes. And now, we're going to sign off and we're going to eat. Thank you guys so much. Like and subscribe. We out.